You're listening to the Velocity Church Podcast. We hope this message encourages you, inspires you, and challenges you to take your next step with Jesus. Thanks for listening and enjoy the message. Hello, it's Pastor Arthur Morgan from Velocity Church. We are continuing our series on the book of John. We're in week three. We're going to be in John chapter one again, and we're starting with verse 14, and we're going through verse 17. I'm going to be reading out the New King James Version, so grab your Bible and some notes, and we're going to continue with our series here. It says in verse 14, and the Word became flesh, talking about Jesus. We learned a few weeks ago that Jesus has always existed. He didn't get his start in Bethlehem. He has always existed as the Word of God. Now the Word of God, which is Christ Jesus, came and became flesh. And it says, dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now Jesus was full of grace and truth. It wasn't that he was 50% grace and 50% truth. He was 100% grace and 100% truth. And, and it's not that grace does away with truth, and truth does not do away with grace. They both work together. And it says here, John says, bore witness of him. Talking about now, John the disciple is writing about John the Baptist. He says, John bore witness of him and cried out saying, this was he in whom I said, who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. And of his fullness, we have all received grace for grace. Out of Jesus' fullness, you know, he's full of truth, he's full of grace. But out of that fullness, he gives us grace for grace. It's like heaps of grace, heaps of blessings, heaps of favor, heaps of, of, of kindness and God's goodness and God's long-suffering, heaps of it. It's just one upon another, just God's grace, Jesus' grace for grace. Now, pay attention here to verse 17 because this is what we're going to be talking about here today. It says, for the law was given through Moses. Moses went to the mountain of God. He received the law. He wrote down the law. And it says here that the law was given through Moses. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. So Moses brought the law. Moses brought the truth. And this truth was spiritual. It is holy. It is good. But Jesus Christ not only brought truth, he brought the grace. That's what was missing with the law. There was no grace. There was in the law, if you look in Deuteronomy chapter 28, if you kept the law, you were blessed. If you observed the law, kept the law, did everything according to the law, you were blessed. But if you failed to keep the law in any way, there was 54 verses of curses. And it's because sin has a penalty. There's the wages of sin is death. There has to be a punishment for it. And so the law that was given through Moses was holy, it was spiritual. But the apostle Paul really talks about this being a, a, a Hebrew under the law, how he could not keep the law. He had no power in himself. He wanted to do right. He wanted to keep the law, he said, but he couldn't keep it because he didn't have any power in him. He didn't have the Spirit of God inside of him yet. Jesus had not come to the cross yet. So the Spirit of God did not live down inside of him. Let's, let's look. 
first of all, before we go to that about Paul, let's talk. Let's let's get the definition of grace. You know, we sing about grace, we talk about grace. You know, we talk about growing in grace, uh, giving grace. What does that mean? Is 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 grace a concept? Is it is it, what is it? Is it a thing? And we know we we're always talking about it and. But what is it actually? What is grace? And grace is, is not a, a concept. It is a person. And that person is Jesus Christ. Grace comes through Jesus Christ. The fullness of his grace came through Jesus Christ. Let me, I, I wrote down the definition that the Lord, uh, I believe, is from the Lord. And, and it's about God's grace. It is a, grace is God's favor. Have you ever had someone do you a favor? Say, hey, let me do you a favor. Can you imagine God saying, hey, let me do you a favor? That's God's grace. It's not deserved. It's not merited or earned by us in any way. Uh, we don't earn it. We don't, we don't do any work to gain it. it it's not, we don't deserve it. It's, it's, it's God's kindness. It's God's mercy. It's God's love that, that gives this free gift of grace. So we don't earn it. Uh, it it's, it's, it's not God paying us for something. It's, it's God giving us a free gift. It's a freely given by God. Therefore, it's a gift. The gift of righteousness comes from God. It's not deserved. A gift that cost us nothing but cost Christ his life. We cannot pay it back. We can only receive it. And catch this. We can only receive Christ's grace, God's grace, because the Father and Son are one, by his grace. We can only receive grace by grace. Grace has no quota. You can't exhaust it. You can't exhaust God's grace. Grace has no quota. It's never ending. It's not disposable. It draws on itself like a never ending wave at an ocean shore. You ever been to the shore of an ocean? or a beach, and you see a wave come in, and as that wave comes in, it draws back, and then another wave comes in, and it draws back, and another wave comes in, and it draws back. That is a good illustration of God's grace. It's new. His mercies are new every morning. And so the, 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 great, the wave of grace comes into our life, and it draws back, and it, it brings heapings of God's grace and mercy on our life, a free gift. That's so radical. That we don't have to earn it. Uh, we can't pay it back. He just simply, because he loves us, he gave it to us through Christ Jesus. And he's a person. Grace has a name, and it's Jesus Christ. Now I want to read in Romans chapter 7, verse 17. I want to talk about Paul, about being under the law, and how he had no power. He had no power to keep the law. See, I want you to be reminded that the law came through Moses. It was the law of God. It was through the Old Testament, Old Covenant, Old Error. And it's good, but that law brought a consciousness of sin. It made us aware of our sin, a perception of our sin. And the problem was is that we, we knew we had sin, but we didn't have any power to overcome this sin until Christ Jesus came and bore our sins and judgment on the cross. Then we receive power. But before then, if you're under the law, 
you had no power. And this is what, this is what uh, uh, Paul talks about in Romans chapter 7, verse 14. Now listen to what Paul, this, he's, a, he's a Jewish believer, and he's, he's under the law. And, he's, and, he's, and, and we've got to realize that Paul was a uh, tribe of Benjamin. He memorized the Torah. He, he memorized the laws of Mo, that came through Moses, the laws of God. But listen to what he has to say. He says, for we know the law is spiritual, but I'm carnal. He says, I'm carnal. I'm fleshy. Sold under sin. He says, I'm a slave to the sin. For what I'm doing, I do not understand. For what I will to do, that I do not practice. But what I hate, that I do. <laughs> if then I do what I will not do, I agree with the law that is good. But now it is no longer I who does the sin, but sin that dwells in me. For I know that in me, that is in my flesh. See, your flesh has appetites, it has lust, it has things that are not ordained by God that fell when Adam fell in the garden. When I, Adam fell off that bridge, we fell off that bridge. We Sin entered the world and entered us. We were born into the sin and we have a flesh that has an appetite that doesn't want to do right. Your, your flesh wants to war with our spirits. The Bible talks about that. Matter of fact, if we walk in the spirit, we won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. But before Christ Jesus came to the cross and bore our sins and, 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 and the spirit of God was living down inside of us, had no power. He says, I, I can't do it. He says, I know the will is present with me, but how to perform it, what is good, I do not find. He says, for I know it's no longer I who does it, but the sin that dwells in me. He says, I find a law that's evil present with me, the one who wills to do good, for I delight the law of God. He's, he's happy about the law, according to the inward man, but I see another law in his members, talking about his flesh, warring against the law of my mind or soul. That flesh comes against. See, the war is between our spirit and our flesh. It's not between the flesh and the soul. It's the war is between our flesh and our spirit. That's what it's warned against. Your, your soul is what makes it the choices to choose, I'm going to follow the spirit of God or I'm going to follow my flesh. Uh, the flesh uh, doesn't profit anything. It doesn't profit. I mean, that flesh, you know, I, your, your fle my flesh doesn't sit there and say, you know what, uh, get up and exercise. You know what my flesh does? It says, I want you to sit on the couch. I want you to watch about... 20 hours of TV and, and grab you a bag of chips and just sit there, you know. I don't have to talk my flesh into sitting down. It, it just tells me what to do. So there's a war going on. Now, that's, that's funny, but that's, it goes on like that. But he said there's a war going on in my mind and bringing me into captivity to the law of sin, which is in my members. And he says this, O wretched man that I am. This is the apostle Paul that wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He says, who will deliver me from this body of death? And this is where the new era comes in. See, that's the old era. Had the law, wanted to keep the law, willed to keep the law, but had no power to, to keep the law. He says, I thank God through Jesus Christ our Lord. See, that's where the grace comes in. That's what's going to save us of ourselves. That's what's going to save us as this wretched man. That's what's going to give us power to overcome the flesh. See, the old era, without Jesus Christ, no grace to overcome our flesh. 
and no ability to keep the law. And what Paul says, a slave to sin. But the new era, praise God, we're living in good times, folks. I know about the news and everything, but you got the Spirit of God living down inside of you. Uh, you need to know that, that you have power, dynamis power, God's power, the Spirit of God, the fullness of God lives down inside of you. Uh, don't, don't just get trapped with the distractions of the world going on and, and, and you know, get fearful about things. Realize you got the Ancient of Days, the uh, El Shaddai, all right? Uh, God. God in his fullness lives down inside of you. Praise God. Glory to God. Isn't that good? Lives down. That God, when you ask Jesus Christ to be Lord of your life, he unzipped your heart and came in and lives down inside of you. You have the fullness of God. You have power. Now, I want you to catch this. John chapter 1, verse 12, with this grace, with Jesus Christ, it says, and as many that has received him, Many who put their faith in Jesus Christ that believe him back then, today, right now, that put their faith in Jesus Christ, that he's the son of God, that their sins are forgiven, their iniquities are blotted out because he bore their sins on the cross. He took the judgment of our sins. Those of us who have received him he has given them power to be sons of God. Amen? Giving you power is giving you authority. Now you got the Spirit of God down inside of you. You got the power. You got the power to say no to your flesh. You got the power to tell it no. Now look at this. Totally different. What we read with Apostle Paul, talking about being a believer under the law without the Spirit of God down inside of him. Christ hadn't come to the cross. It was this side of the cross. Now he's talking about on the other side of the cross. After Jesus died, rose again, resurrected, sits at the right hand of the Father. Now the Spirit of God lives down inside of Paul. He's saying this right here, Romans 6, 14. Romans 6, 14 says, For sin shall not have dominion over you. Wow, that's totally different what he said in Romans chapter 7. Romans chapter 7, he says, I'm... The law is spiritual. I'm carnal, sold under sin. But now he's saying sin shall not have dominion over you, for you're not under the law, but you're under grace. Hallelujah. Now we have power to overcome sin. We no longer have that sin nature. Did you know that? You don't have that sin nature down inside of you once you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Now, does that mean that we never sin? No, we do sin. We fall into sin, but that's not our nature anymore. We got the nature of God. We got the spirit of God. We've been born again of God himself. We've been born into the kingdom of God, and now we no longer have that nature. I, I remember hearing a story about this woman that she uh, was very sensitive to animals, and uh, anytime she saw a lost dog, puppy, cat, she'd always take them in, and and one day she's driving down the road and she looks over and there's this snake that has been rolled over in his body, but he's still alive. He's still moving, but he can't go anywhere. So she reaches out and picks him up, puts him in her car, her vehicle, takes him home, bandages him up, gets him all fed and starts working and, and uh, you know, taking care of him. And, and, and 
he recovers. The snake recovers. After a few weeks, he gets better, and he gets back into shape. And she's hauling him one day, and he just reaches over there and bites her. And she goes, what did you bite me for? What did you do that for? I, I, you were hurt. You were dying. And I picked you up on the side of the road, and I bandaged you up, and I took care of you, and I fed you, and I nursed you back to health. Why would you bite me? And he just looked at her and says, because I'm a snake. <laughs> See, it was his nature to be a snake. Our nature, praise God, is not to be powerless anymore over with sin in our flesh, in our life. We can overcome it. We have the power. Say that with me. We have the power. You have the power because you have the grace of God that lives down inside of you. And sin, it says right here, shall not have dominion over you, but you are not under the law, but you're under grace now. Grace, praise God. Galatians 3.13 says, Christ has redeemed us. He's rescued us from the curse of the law. Deuteronomy chapter 28, you had blessings, you had cursings under the law. But now Christ has rescued us from the curses of the law. He, having become a curse for us, he literally became a curse for us because it's written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. See, Christ had to make it to the tree. He had to die on the cross. That's why he didn't die in a storm. That's why he didn't die in a crowd where they tried to stone him. That's why he never, he never, the only way that he, he gave up his life, no one took it from him, and he had to make it to the tree. He had to make it to the cross because of cursed of everyone who hangs on the tree. That's a law. And with that, the blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles in Christ Jesus that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Praise God. So grace is a new era. We're living in a new era. If you've got the Spirit of God in you, you're living in a new era. And you need to be aware that you have the power of God. You need to be aware. Listen, this grace is not just for the sweet mind and mind. It's not just your passport to heaven. It's not just your fire insurance. Now, that might what motivate you in the first place to get saved, but now you need to be aware that, that not just looking for a future event, the sweet by and by, that looking forward to heaven, but be bringing heaven to the earth. Now the, because now the kingdom of heaven, God, lives down inside of you. Praise God. So we're living in a new era. We're living in good days, folks, because we have the Spirit of God down inside of us. We have uh, the new era, the new era. Think about that. When we receive the free gift of righteousness, the ancient of days comes to live down inside of us. Hallelujah. How much power can you have? God, who has always been, who's always existed. God, El Shaddai. More than enough, mighty God, Adonai, God, he lives down inside of us. A new era with grace and power. We are forgiven, and now we have the power to forgive. Hallelujah. Christ has rescued us from the curse, and now we have the power to bless our enemies and not curse them. <laughs> now we have that power. We don't have the excuse to sit there and say, well, I, I just can't do that. I can't forgive them. You can't forgive them because Christ has forgiven you. You have the grace. Now that you've received this grace, you need to share this grace. Now that you receive mercy, you need to extend mercy. See, it's, it's, it's not just for the sweet mind by. This, this grace, this power is to live heaven on earth, to bring heaven into earth, to bring people to the knowledge of God. 
See, God doesn't want anybody to perish without Christ Jesus. He's not slack concerned his promise that Jesus is going to return, but he's waiting for people to repent. And we're part of that program, folks. Uh, we're, we're the ones to go out and, and uh, have the ministry of reconciliation to bring people and tell them about. But listen, people are not going to want to come to Christ and come to the kingdom of God if you act defeated, if you're always just acting like depressed. and like, uh, You don't want to hear about Jesus, do you? Good, I'm glad you did. That's not going to reach anybody. What's going to be reach people is you're excited because you know that the living God, the ancient of days, lives down inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. A new era with a new nature. You don't have that old nature anymore, that sin nature. You are now, do you know that you're a saint? You're called saints. I had a gentleman this week that came up to me. He says, you know, I'm just a sinner saved by grace. Well, yeah, that's true. You start off that way. You know that you're, as a sinner, you are saved by God's grace. But that, after that takes place, you're no longer just a sinner. You're no longer having that nature because Christ has now made you the righteousness of God. You've been justified by God. So you're not the, you're not, you don't call yourself just a sinner saved by grace because now you're not just a mere man. Now you got the Spirit of God down inside of you. God doesn't want you running around and saying, I'm just an old sinner. No, listen, we can fall into sin. But we have an advocate now that can cleanse us of all our unrighteousness if we fall. But we don't have that nature. Can I show you something here in Ephesians chapter 1? This is Paul, Ephesians chapter 1. And he, he's, he's writing to the church at Ephesus. And he says this, Paul, an apostle of Jesus, Jesus Christ, by the will of God, to the saints who are in Ephesus. He didn't say Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God to the sinners saved by grace who are in Ephesus. No, he said to the saints. So he started looking at you, you're a saint. It's not what you could bring. It's, it's the unmerited favor of God. It's God that brings this to you. It's God that gives you this free gift. So receive the gift and all the fullness of that gift. See, there'll be one day that we live, we leave this body, this earth suit, this, this earthly tent. And we will go to be with the Lord in the sweet by and by, those who profess and put our faith in Jesus Christ. But listen, let's leave, live an overcomer's life down here on this earth, all right? Let's, let's, let's live a life full of excitement, full of happiness, full of joy, without fear, because we know we have God, we have Jesus Christ living down inside of us, and he has paid for our sin debt. And now we are alive with him and we'll live eternally with him forevermore. Praise God. Amen. Now that you have received grace, give grace. Now that you receive it, give it. You know, you can't give something that you hadn't received. So if you need to receive grace, God's grace, maybe here today you're saying, Pastor Arthur, I, 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 I like having to be my home. That's good. But wouldn't you like to have power down here on earth? Wouldn't you like to have the fullness of God down here? And that's what it takes. To make heaven your home, you got to be born into the kingdom. It's nothing to do on the outside. It has to do everything on the inside. Christ has to come and live down in your heart. How's that done? The way Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. 
No one gets to the Father but through Christ Jesus. You have to receive the free gift of righteousness that Jesus provided on the cross by his blood, shed blood. You have to believe that Jesus died for your sins, that the judgment was placed on him on that cross, and it paid the full sin debt, and you have to believe that he died and rose again and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he makes intercession for the saints today. If you will do that, Romans 10, 9 says, if you confess and believe, then you'll be saved. You'll be born into the kingdom. Heaven will be your home. That's a wonderful future event. But now you got the spirit of God. You become a new creation in Christ Jesus. All things pass away. All things become new. So if you want that, let's just pray. Heavenly Father, I heard your word. I believe that Jesus is the son of God. I believe that he bore my iniquities, my sins on that cross, and he nailed them to that cross. And now my sins are forgiven, and I'm cleansed as far as the east is from the west. And Father, I thank you right now that you have sent your son, and he was obedient to the cross. So I'm asking you here right now to make me born again, make me a new creation, make your spirit, Father, be born inside of me, come and live down inside of me, bring all your grace, all your truth, Help me to be transformed with my mind and I will be discipled and I will follow you all the days of my life. Thank you, Father, for your plan and your divine appointment for me to hear this today. Thank you, Jesus Christ, for being obedient to the cross and thank you for bearing my sins on that cross and making me free and giving me your fullness of grace. Thank you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for teaching me and open up my eyes and my heart to be able to receive this. In Jesus' name, amen.